Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. Yes, and welcome to another edition of Happy Hour. And I feel like it's really apt to do this today, even though it's not a Thursday. Look behind the curtains. But it's your birthday. And I feel like we should begin, yes, we're beginning our recordings, by celebrating with a drink and saying happy birthday, Annie. Thank you. Thank you. You helped make it very, very special. You know, it is odd to have another birthday in quarantine. And I kind of totally <laughs> forgot it was today until I woke up and I had all these text messages because my friends are <laughs> lovely. Um, but yes, thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here with you on this day uh, celebrating. Yeah, so uh, it is August 24th, mm-hmm. the day of the birth of Annie, as yes. uh, more aptly put. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we are coming in with another fantastic uh, brand from Freeland spirits. And by the way, again, we're not sponsored by them. We found them, loved what they were about, and we wanted to talk about what they are doing and also taste their tasty beverages, obviously. Mm-hmm. And today we are drinking some wonderful cocktails. I say wonderful as you and I had to kind of scramble because yeah. <laughs> we talked about this a little before how we did not have the ingredients we thought. Yes, including for various myself. reasons. <laughs> yeah. Yes, including the fruit that rotted very quickly. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. So let's see. Uh, we have the dry gin or the navy strength gin. So it's got the little bit of a kick to yes. it. And what are you drinking, Annie? So I made pretty much a, a gin and tonic, but I used some fresh. I kind of swapped out the lime for lemon because I have fresh lemon. And I used some rosemary with it. And I have to say, it's really clean and it's really delightful. Oh, you know how I feel about rosemary and gin. Yeah. One of my favorite combos. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite. And yeah, so I am doing, essentially, I believe it's uh, just a gin fizz. Ooh, but uh-huh. with that, what I've done is I muddled up lime juice, lots of blackberries, and basil. Because again, I love yes. herbs and drinks. There's just something to it. Mm-hmm. A little agave. Because mm-hmm. if you don't have that agave, it's a little sour. Right. Because I think yeah. I may have added a little too much lime juice. I'll just <laughs> put that out there. And then an ounce of this beautiful gin um, and then topped it off with some sparkling water to get that fizz, obviously. Yes. And Annie, I'm going to show you. I, oh. I, I even have a little, yes. It's a lovely color, everyone. It's like a nice kind of dark rosy pink. Yes, it's, it's beautiful, like almost fuchsia level. Yeah. And I garnished it with uh, fresh basil from yes. my garden. And I mean my garden, meaning my boyfriend who has a small cart in front of the apartment <laughs> that has some basil in it. So, hey. <laughs> it counts, people. It counts. It does. I, I'm with you. And it is a delightful drink. And I will say we've cheated a little bit because we've had this gin for a little while ready yeah. to go. And I've been using it in so many drinks anyway. And it is a great gin, y'all. Mm-hmm. And they are based out of Oregon, Portland, Oregon, to be specific. And from their site, it says the company is named after the owner, Jill Keeler, her Meemaw Freeland, which did you have a Meemaw? What did you have? I had a Mamaw <laughs> and a Mama Joyce. I had a grandmother. Uh, okay. And a uh, gran. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we like the non-traditional. Apparently they're from Texas and Meemaw 
Bama. That is very mm-hmm. Southern, or at least that level to mm-hmm. me. Um, and they state they named it after Meemaw Freeland, who, quote, never touched a drop of booze in her life, but taught me that all good things come from scratch and that women can be anything they want. Love that. Yeah. Love that, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, the company was started by Jill Keeler and distiller Molly Troop, who is noted to be one of the youngest distillers in the U.S. and youngest to get a master's degree in distillation from Harriet Watt University in Scotland, which, uh, by the way, the company was found in 2017 and began in 2017 with this idea of making incredible gin. And they are all about supporting other women in the industry and trying to, as they say, break or bust the glass ceiling within the industry and beyond. They work mainly with companies and suppliers that are women owned, and they also offer support through their monthly free spirits program. And if you have time, go look at Freeland uh, Spirits or Freeland Gin, and you'll see all the people that are a part of that group. They come together once a month, I think, and do a whole thing, and they get awarded things. They're kind of like given their accolades for doing some incredible work who, it's not just in the industry, it's beyond in nonprofits and all that. So it's a beautiful, a beautiful thing. And you know, we love and stand any company that elevate and support other women. So thank y'all for doing such an amazing job and making an incredible gen. In the process, if you listen to any of the podcasts they're on or any of the interviews they have, they do some really innovative stuff. And Molly is a genius, apparently, with all of her uh, knowledge and know-how and understanding and tasting. And according to their site, they said that women have 50% more taste buds Annie, I feel like you would know. Is this a true true story? Uh, you put me on the spot. I don't I know that. I don't oh. know. Mm-mm. I would have oh. thought. Oh, I got you. <laughs> Trying I got to get you. me. I could have Googled that myself, but I was like, oh, that's interesting. I'll ask Annie. I remember we did an episode a while ago about whether we talked about that in terms of whether women get grossed out more easily. Mm-hmm. And I can't recall. So, this is on me. (laughs) (laughs) I've been there, though. Yeah, so, and they were talking about the fact that she has really great taste buds and able to, like, pick out specific notes and tasting uh, features. And so, that's why she can make this amazing gin. And they do. um, And they have, like, several different versions of gin. And then they did a bourbon. They did a collaboration with another woman who came on board and did a bourbon spirits and have been featured for that. And apparently it was really good. So I think that might be next on our list. We'll have to go look it up. Mm-hmm. And for their tasting notes, Annie, did you actually taste it before? Yes. Putting in the al- yes. uh, alcohol, what was your tasting notes for it? Uh, I thought it was really clean. I love gin. And in fact, you can find a video on YouTube of me making some gin. Um, which was really lovely. But I think it's really clean, but it still also has that like really bright. It's hard to describe. We were kind of talking about this recently because it's almost like winter in a glass, but bright. Yeah. So it's like, it reminds me of like healthy evergreen trees while you're breathing that crisp, clean, cool air and looking at like snow-covered mountains. Imagine that in like a glass. (laughs) I like it. That was a great description. Yeah, and gin for me mostly has a lot of that juniper which has mm-hmm. a little evergreen taste to it, as you said. And it is very like piney to me, but mm-hmm. I think it makes it better. I've heard it described as an old man drink because yes. of the piney. And I yeah. love it. And I drank it from the <laughs> beginning of my alcohol uh, path. Is that a thing? It sure. is now. 
<laughs> and from their own notes, it says it leaves with juniper and is backed up with notes of pine forest, mold spice, green olive, and a hint of citrus. Uh, with the finish, it's viscous and leaves you wanting more. And then they again, they wrote, for all you rebels defying the odds and breaking through the glass ceilings, we created a navy strength gin because strong gals deserve strong gin. Agreed. The aromatics are concentrated and bold, tickling the senses with hints of spice, citrus pill, and the ever-present juniper berry. Our women-owned and operated distiller offers the best of the Pacific Northwest in every sip. Um, and yeah, I think they do a really great job with that. And again, they have uh, just the regular version of their gin. Uh, they have this dry gin, which is the Navy Proof or the Navy Strength gin. And then I think they have one with hazelnut. It's called Geneva Gin. And mm-hmm. From the pictures, there's hazelnuts underneath it. So I'm guessing mm-hmm. it has something to do with hazelnuts. And it is a darker color. So huh. who knows? That's a completely different adventure. And I love that. Mm-hmm. As I'm thinking about the basics of their company and what they represent, and essentially it's talking about legacy. And I thought about that for myself and for you, because we've talked a lot about our grandparents and then just, you know, what do we want to leave? What do we want to pass on? And yeah, I was just thinking, what is something that you have carried or you carry with you now that comes from the female legacy in your family or the women in your family? Uh, I think I personally, when I remember my grandmother on my mom's side, I feel like what I remember was someone who was very thoughtful and caring and loving and went out of her way to make people feel special or important or remembered or loved. And so she would like, and we, we've we been talking about this recently, Samantha. I have this thing on my phone called like a profile where people mention like they like this or they don't like this when it comes to food and I'll make a note. She was like that. Or she would be like every gift she got someone for Christmas, even if it was like a small gift, it had a personal like, oh, you told me this one time, this thing. Um, and she was very giving in that way and in her community. And I think that's how a lot of people remember her. Uh, and making like special memories. She was really big about like making something special, no matter if it was a small thing, but making it a special memory. And then on my dad's side, I never met his mother, but I'm named after her. And I recently was going through some papers and I found like a note my dad wrote about how she would feel about me and it was very, very moving. And uh, she seemed like someone who really was enjoyed life and like did all this stuff and was always down to try something new and go out and do something. And so I feel like I have that carried on to me, even though I never met her. Right. Yeah. And I think there's a similarity with the fact that your grandmother and my grandmother were, were a part of, big part of the community mm-hmm. in a small town. I think some of the things that I remember and I know, and I've told the story before about the fact that people within like a hundred mile radius of our small town knew who she was because they probably had her as a teacher mm-hmm. or had crossed her at some point as a teacher figure or a coach because I think she was a swim coach at one point. Swimming was really important to her. I remember that we all had to get lessons and she was very adamant that we knew how to swim, including myself. I think it was also my mom's like, yeah, yeah, let her let her take swimming lessons. But she was very adamant that we did that. But she was also very loving and inviting. Like she made sure, no matter how strict she was, and people talked about how strict she was as a teacher, that mm-hmm. she still was able to show caring and nurturing 
And that's mm-hmm. kind of what I know. Again, I was again uh, someone that really, really leaned into having her because she wasn't personal. Like she would never ask too many questions mm-hmm. because she didn't want to pry. That's the Southern thing. But she mm-hmm. knew that she needed to ask every now and again. And then if it wasn't an answer that made her comfortable, she rushed by it. So it's kind of the <laughs> etiquette. So I would get asked, are you seeing anyone? Are you dating anyone? When I say uh-huh. no, because the answer was often no, she would say, that's okay, that's okay. You got plenty of time. You have plenty of time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which makes me sad because I'm like, I wonder what she would have thought like now because <laughs> she passed <laughs> away right. since then. And yes, I'm in mm-hmm. a relationship now. So she would have been happy about that. But she's also that traditional. It's like, when you're getting married, when you're having babies. So mm-hmm. all of that, which is I'm like, nah, none of that may come to pass. So I'm sorry, right. Mama Joyce. <laughs> uh, I didn't know my mamaw very well. Uh, when I met her, she was kind of already into Alzheimer's and I didn't have her personality that everybody else knew. But the mm-hmm. one thing she left behind is her Southern cooking. And I will say when we used to do feasts and we used to do feasts in that home, Mm -hmm. everything was fried and everything was delicious. And I think I told you one of my meal combos, uh, which included having cream corn, homemade, everything was homemade, y'all. So it it probably came out of the garden and they had Mm -hmm. a giant garden. Mm -hmm. Corn, beans, and then cornbread that was obviously in the skillet. An old cast iron skillet that's, I mean, been around for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. Um, Lard, for sure, there was lard or bacon, something along those lines. And I used to grow up eating what I used to call a hodgepodge, which was mac and cheese, which by the way, that was never homemade, which I always thought was weird. Mac and (laughs) cheese, green beans, corn, cornbread, all mixed together. And it was one of my favorite. And for some reason, I still crave it as an adult. And I'll do yeah. that for myself. Sounds uh, that was my vegetarian meal. And it's still uh, not yep. healthy. <laughs> Obviously, at that point in time, my family did not care about vegetarians. You just mm. starved or you ate a salad <laughs> uh, with mm-hmm. no dressing, by the way, because it was only like ranch or Thousand Island in that house. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so those are the things that I do remember. And I hope that one day... I can give that same sense of feeling. Of course, you and I have talked about the fact that the likelihood of us having children is very low. That's not something that's ever motivated us, especially in the last five to 10 years. Not something that's been like prominent things that we want. But Mm -hmm. what is something that you think you want to leave behind? Obviously, we're putting a pretty big uh, imprint slash footprint as we leave behind with just having this being recorded, I guess, Mm -hmm. and having a visibility more so than the regular person. What is something that you do want to leave behind as a woman in this industry and as just in life? Ooh, I think I, I want to leave behind if like anytime. I know it sounds really cheesy, listeners, and we say it a lot, but really, anytime anyone writes and says like, you know, thank you, I felt so alone, or I didn't know that there's nothing that this existed and there's nothing wrong with me, and any message like that like makes my world like it makes this worth it because I know what that's like when you do feel that way and having that kind of moment of oh there's nothing wrong with me it's okay I think leaving that behind and then also like hopefully inspiring people or making people realize like you can do this too and for the next generation you can be that voice and um, not that we're the only voices out there but you could be a voice for someone else who's listening and feels alone and as our issue shift and our society shifts with what we're worried about, what we're dealing with. Um, some things are obviously going to be there forever, I think. But that you can be, you can do that too for somebody. It doesn't have to be through a podcast. So there's a lot of ways to do that. Right. And we talked about um, that too. 
yeah. before. Yeah. So I think that, and then hopefully some sort of um, realization of like the difficulty between accepting yourself and also struggling with not accepting yourself, but you know, loving your loves of fan fiction. Um, but also going out and hanging out with friends and uh, making those connections with people. And I think on a personal level, because yeah, I'm not planning on having kids at this very moment. I just hope that the people in my life were positively impacted overall and that they can take that and spread that to the people in their life or, you know, just making people's lives better, I guess. I right, right. And I think for me, it's just as simple as, the things that I know from the people who I admire, women I admire in my life, and the biggest thing is, A, that people feel loved, like no mm-hmm. matter what, that the people who didn't feel that before, maybe they did, or feel supported mm-hmm. in general, and that they can find healing in whatever it is. Uh, I mm-hmm. think that's part of the reason I did what I did for so long. Yeah. Part of that is also guilt and, and guilt and feeling like I had to pay back because I ended up okay. Also, I think part of that is being able to admit that I have changed and grown. I want to be mm-hmm. able to say that's a positive instead of a negative. Like, it's not that you're wrong and had to correct, but you can admit when you were wrong or your ideas were not fully formed and now you're becoming better understanding what is happening in the world and that it's okay to have a change of opinion, especially for the better and if it shows love and it shows growth. And I yeah. hope that's something that we can talk about on uh, as being very honest and open and, and kind of an open slate for others, like we've gotten many things wrong in the past and coming out and saying, okay, here's what it is and we're going to correct it in the best way to um, not disturb and or uh, not make the situation worse, which I feel like doesn't happen often, especially in this day and age. No one wants to admit they're wrong. Also, Mm -hmm. you know, people thinking they're smarter than others just because they have Google. We're, we we yeah. want to be able to continue to grow and learn. And hopefully we can teach that, that we are also growing mm-hmm. and learning. And yeah, this job, I feel like, I think I've told you and I've tweeted about the fact that it feels like I'm back in college yeah. trying to <laughs> redo all these research things and I've not had to do this in so long. So relearning that. But it mm-hmm. is an amazing feeling to grow and to uh, better understand a situation. And I hope that's a legacy that that's, what we're all doing and what we all should continue to do. And things do change as more information comes. We should be willing to hear and open, be open to that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like that would have been something my grandmother would have said too, because she loved that. She loved learning new things. Uh, of course, change is hard. Yeah. But she was open to love. And that's kind of that whole level. And yeah, I just want to say cheers to all those who gave us good advice and gave us mm-hmm. something to carry on. Cheers to Mima Freeland for inspiring mm-hmm. those to support and do more and to do anything they want. Yeah. That is plausible. That is. <laughs> and yeah, also go back if you want to look at what Freeland is doing. They offer, like we said, bourbon. They have canned drinks that we may Ooh. need to look into. It's canned gin and rose tonic and then a French 75. So we need to go look into that. Yes. And cheers to y'all. Let us know what you have learned from your grandmother or people in your life who have been big influences. Let us know. We love stories like that. Yes, please, please, please let us know. You can email us at stephediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast or on Instagram at Stuff I Never Told You. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. 
also a legend. Yes. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I've Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.